Welcome, dear listeners and fellow K-Drama lovers, to your favorite critical K-Drama podcast, the K-Drama Photon Podcast, with me, Sally, and, as always, my lovely co-host, Maxu. First off, we'd like to wish you all a very happy new year, with lots of happiness, healthiness, And most importantly, lots of great K-dramas to watch. I'm so excited about today's episode as we are having a guest. And, of course, a very special one at that. We are talking with him about his experiences as a foreign actor in South Korea. You've heard right. Identity politics and why Germans might actually be funnier than you think. Anyways, let's dive right in. Enjoy, everyone. Yeah, so excited because today we have a guest. Ta-da! Our guest is a friend and Hubei of mine and uh, he will introduce <laughs> himself now as uh, with his Korean nickname called Philip. My name is Philip. That would be the, the Korean nickname, right? I'm, um, as Max said, we are friends. We study together in Korean studies. And I think we spend also some time together in, in Korea, right? We, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. And um, I watch you in your uh, theater. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so Philip is an actor as well. And the topic of our episode today is a Wegukin. Wegukin? Mm, foreigners. Right? Foreigners in K dramas or like in K shows or variety yeah. shows. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a professional actor. That would be too much. We did a little bit of acting in, in Korea. I did some plays, which I'm most proud of, like with a professional theater group in 2017. There was one in the Tucson Art Center and one at the, what was the other? Um, yes, the Seoul National remember. Art Center. Right. Mm. Wow. And, yeah. um, Which is the biggest that was, uh, um, theater place? That's quite a, that's quite place. amazing. Mm. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, for, for me, it was also really amazing. But because in 2017, I just went to Korea as an um, exchange student, and I didn't expect to act on big yeah. stages. Right. How, how so, did you How did you get into acting, and how did you get to act in, in Korea, Korea and right? also in a foreign right. language? Right. Oh. Actually, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should start from the beginning. When I was preparing for my abitur, Korean uh, my Sunan, final um, high school exams. Sunan. Yeah. During that time. I really wanted to become an actor and maybe study in America actually amazing we've all been there and it's okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hoping to become a famous actress <laughs> yeah, why not just try <laughs> it's not like it didn't work out but I came to realize that it was what I really wanted to do and so I um, yeah, just did my abitur and after that I didn't really know what to do with my mm. life <laughs> and, uh, yeah feel and, you uh, there then, yeah, <laughs> cl uh, classic story and uh, yeah, existential crisis and then I started actually learning Korean which was I think the best decision in my life because then my life really changed rapidly because um, I really liked studying Korean. Like at one time, I think I studied 10 hours plus per day. Like it was really oh, crazy. There was a wow. crazy time. Mm, his That's Korean amazing. is very good, I have to add. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Why did you choose Korean out of all languages? Yeah, that's the classical question. I'm not sure. I wasn't a fan of Korean culture before that. Uh -huh. Yeah, I had actually no connection to Korea before studying Korean at all. So that's actually a really boring story. I'm sorry about that. But no, no, <laughs> I, I think that's quite that's quite amazing. I mean, most people I would guess today who learn start learning Korean is because they are you know interested in uh, K culture. But I don't know. Did you did you like open a book or something and just like just open a page and it's like Korean? <laughs> Which then, language did I? <laughs> I still don't know. I think yeah, I, I, I think about it a lot. 
Yeah, it was Christmas 2014 when I started, and I was so hooked after I started. So I, I just did it, and I thought, okay, now I have a, a direction I have to go in my life. And then I went into the Korean Studies Department, and then I, I went to Korea 2017 for the first time as an exchange student. I studied at Korea University, and I was really hyped, and I wanted to learn more Korean. I was really like, <laughs> I want to be the best in Korean ever. So, so I went to the um, Korean language course of Korean mm -hmm. Studies, and I was kind of disappointed because that sounds like I'm just bragging right now, but it was just <laughs> I didn't really learn a lot and so I oh. talked to the teachers there and they said okay you don't have to take the course mm. just do other stuff and then I was right. like what should I do with my life now I mean uh, <laughs> that was what I wanted again, to do again yet again what should I do with my life <laughs> right, right. I mean it wasn't like uh, that bad because I was where I wanted to be uh, oh, so course. that was cool but then I didn't uh, really know how to best spend, spend time. my time mm. I mean I had one additional goal and that was participate in the TV show I really enjoyed before going to Korea there was um, Abnormal Summit but that what, came later what? right and the uh, Abnormal mm. Summit is this Abnormal um, Summit in Korean, Korean it's called right. um, I think we come back to that later but okay. um, so yeah, there yeah, was sure. one goal of mine but there was just one thing I could not spend a whole year with that right so mm. I thought what should I do and, and then suddenly one of my uh, professors at Korean University um, who's also part of the German University he said um, yeah there's this director I know this uh, theater producer and he needs like a German actor but he said it to me <laughs> like he wasn't directing those words to and me he, but just uh, like <laughs> thinking about someone else and I was like wow really <laughs> interesting <laughs> How about uh, me? <laughs> and, and then he suddenly looked at me and I said, wait, he needs a white German man. <laughs> a white German man? <laughs> yeah, the odds. <laughs> wait, I'm a white German man. And, um, That's brilliant. Yeah, and then, and then, I, then I went there and it was really great because, yeah, he's a rather famous, well-known director who's also a professor at Korean Arts University and he was so, so nice. They, they were also so nice. But it was all professional actors, all professional staff and they welcomed me very nice and I was part of that process and then I also got to know Anna who's also um, a professional actress oh. in Korea and she's also German and uh, mm. we became friends we're still very good friends and then I acted and the first piece was called Chayu, which means in German Die Gedanken sind frei and in English I guess uh, the thoughts are free thoughts are free yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. it's like from the and German revolutionary song from right, 1848 right, right. He, he was referring to that when he made this title and it's a piece about um, the director's experience in Germany because he lived in Germany for one or two years during 1848 no no <laughs> <laughs> oh. lived, uh, during, uh, I think 2013. Yeah, 2013, oh. he lived in Berlin for one year, and, uh -huh. and he needed also German actors for that. And so I took that place, and it was awesome. I learned a lot. But you spoke also in Korean. You were acting in Korean and German. Both, yeah, like or? in Korean and German, and a little bit in English also. Like I did this. Um. Uh, was obviously extremely exciting because I mean, back then I, I had been studying Korean like for two, two and a half years, maybe mm. two and a half years, and suddenly I act in Korean like on a rather big stage. I mean, it wasn't a huge stage. It was like 200 seats, but it was that's still like lot. 200 that's seats, right? Lot, so, mm. That's amazing. So, uh, so it's, yeah. And I think it's so nice because it seems like this perfect combination, right? Because you wanted to become an actor back right. in the day and then right. you found Korean as a passion and then you like, really pursued chance. it. And it was then, a total oh. jackpot. I mean, it was so, so great. Uh, oh, that's such a nice story. Yeah, I so thankful, man. <laughs> I, I'm so lucky, man. So that's also a thing I recently thought about. Also during Corona times, oh. I think I became really uh, appreciative about all the things that are maybe a little bit more negative didn't know what to do with my life and now that I think back to those first experiences I feel so thankful because I mean I wasn't a professional actor I wasn't really, really good I think at first and they all still welcomed me they helped me with my Korean pronunciation also on stage and all everything so it was so great and, and most of those people are still very good friends of mine I was mm. the youngest by far they, they were all some this to me yeah and, yeah uh, 
by far even the youngest the youngest other actors were like Sonbe to me by by far I was like mm. a one John Eggy I was like a really <laughs> baby like <laughs> and the one player you also played a young boy right the son of one right of the... right yeah right. that, that was, was in the second <laughs> play so I did uh, this at Tucson Art Center which was was great and then it ended I became kind of depressed because it ended so it was really sad uh, I mean that, I think that's like a really typical thing that actors experience after a project yeah. ends like they yeah. fall into a depression I mean I asked the experienced actors then they say it's normal uh, you mm. become depressed because you are working together on a project with um, other people like for three months every day 10 hours a day and then oh. it's over and it's like oh what the hell <laughs> what am I doing and yeah. but, but then, then you got the chance said, hey. to have another yeah right right, right. but then mm. he said um, I have a second piece coming up do you want to join again and I was like Yay. obviously I want <laughs> <laughs> and that was um. that was even better to be honest because this was a Seoul National Arts Center uh, this mm. is a rather big um, it is the sure biggest it's like a, yeah. yeah it has a really big opera house the most I think mm. the biggest opera house in Seoul uh, in Korea at all and, and so I wasn't obviously I wasn't in the opera house um, classical mm. music and all that kind of mm, right, museum. Right. it's not that far from Seoul I, National yeah, University yeah. in the south of, of Seoul right, yeah. mm. and um, the Korean name is Yesuday Chondang we can also right, right, right. add that mm. <laughs> so it was Yesuday Chondang and, and there was even bigger theater it was still so called Sogukjang so a small theater hall but it was bigger than the last one it was about 300 seats and it was a more prestigious theaters I was really excited because they put like big banners up and, and it was like really well I'm a part of this play and the actors became even more famous there were two or three really famous actors also in the play and, and the parts I played became longer I, I did play like a huge variety of characters like everything from a little boy oh, German Korean right. boy <laughs> and I played like that a, was a, a little cute role like, like a neo-nazi <laughs> oh classic yeah yeah classic neo-nazi like on a demonstration like who screams foreigners out and stuff like that then I mm. played like a professor I mm. played um, Turkish migrant worker in Germany I played everything <laughs> wow yeah, so yeah was versatile but that sounds and, quite and professional uh, to me same as before <laughs> also in several languages like German mm. and then Korean a lot of Korean I think that's quite right right so I actually I, I'm really not good at evaluating my own uh, acting performance so I'm not sure oh, if it, yeah, it yeah. went good no, but I think it wasn't like that. but I think it was I mean I was an amateur actor so so I really was afraid am I pulling the quality of the play down but I think I, I was at least that good that it, I didn't show immediately there was just an amateur who was doing uh, weird stuff on stage I think that didn't show so that was uh, that <laughs> oh. was um, a success for me yeah and oh. again it was really great and you must and, have um, practiced a lot though for that yeah I mean, and um, then how many that, performances that, how, how many times did you perform at? it's different from Germany because in Germany you have always the same cast oh. but they play several pieces at the same time in oh. Korea it's, it's not like that I mean there's okay. one cast and they play mm. one play for like one month but every day oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. every day we, wow. we did this That's yeah yeah amazing. every day except of Monday but instead we played two times sun at Sunday wow. so we played seven times a week for one month so it was like 30, 30 very, um, uh, very performances intense, <laughs> intense. what yeah that That's was so hard it's crazy that was really no, hardcore I mean no no wonder you fall into a depression afterwards like that's like <laughs> right. full adrenaline for a whole month and endorphins and everything and yeah <laughs> totally I mean there was like also you have to really focus right not everything's like just fun because sometimes you come into the uh, dressing room and you say oh Jesus because you're also really excited right every day so I'm oh today I don't feel so good I, I'm not sure if I want to go on stage right now and I'm afraid wow. to make a mistake and stuff like that that's mm. also like I think but that's normal that's also part of the story I think and that piece again it was called Pyeongdong Sonyeonun Shiburo Toragazi Ananda which means Krankenschwestern die nicht nach Hause zurückkehrten so the nurses who about, didn't return home right it's about the Korean nurses who came to Germany in the 60s and 70s mm. and um, had to fight for their right to stay in, in, 
in Germany oh. after the working period ended. Yeah, like it's, it was yeah. a Workers. very interesting piece oh. on the yeah German-Korean relations as well. Mm. It's quite right. I mean, uh, the the good thing about the director is he's like really intellectualist, like an academic approach to things, and he gets like deep into the sources. And then he has also, an, I think his pieces are best described as like documentary pieces because mm. he wants to like yeah, it was get very it rather realistic realistically, it. yeah. and it's yeah. not like like an abstract way of showing things rather mm. realistic style. Does and, he um, does he does he write the plays as well, or does he work with the writer who writes the play for him? He writes it. I mean, he writes it oh. and he also directs it. So he he mm. does his so, writer, director, producer <laughs> slash <everything>. right, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, actually, the best part of my experience in, in in the first year when I when I came to Korea, and um, yeah, I think that's like I've talked like for almost twenty minutes now. That's like it's <laughs> more like just <laughs> a, a long little introduction, it's like telling my life story right now. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so interesting. It's like, very interesting for us yes oh, especially for this any, like uh experience in this show business or mm. yeah performances so so relevant as well to the topic today you're a foreign I actor so. yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> Right. This was like the, I would say, like more purely, I mean, obviously theater is also entertainment, but it's like more the um, the high cultural part of entertainment, right? Probably, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a weird way to put it, to be honest. I don't like to think like that, but I mean, you could say it. It was like the more artistic part of it. And that was the best experience I had by far. I met the most people. It was the, was the most sincere way to approach a piece of art because if you prepare a theater play, obviously you talk very much to each other. The, the director wasn't like authoritative at all. He asked me, how do you think about that would you change this part mm. um, what's the best mm. way to say it like in a in German context what's the German history of that so he asked me a lot and I could mm. say I don't like that I don't want to say it like that and then, then he changed it right so that was oh. like really how working together at a project with equals even I was a foreigner mm. who doesn't really, really know how things work in Korea that was the best thing I experienced there and I think I was also influenced by that because when I later did also other things entertainment wise I was surprised at times that it was different right mm. um, mm-hmm. because for they example gave you when I first when I was in right, right. For example, when I when I then realized this other dream of mine to be part of this one uh, <laughs> TV show, I really okay, enjoyed so it. What, what is the TV show? Then? Yeah, we have to right. maybe mention, um, but it's very famous. The, the TV show is called Abnormal Summit in English, obviously, and in Korean mm. it's called Pijong Sang which is basically yeah, Abnormal, Abnormal Summit. Summit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Un- unnormal, unnormal Summit. It's like that's a show where foreign representatives. I mean, in, in quotation marks, representatives of their respective countries come together and talk about current issues, about politics or social social issues, and not so much about politics, rather about social issues and compare mm. how, historical uh, uh, sometimes. Yeah, historical mm. issues, yeah, and compare their perspectives on things. And it's made like um, like a summit, right? So we all wear, uh, all the participants wear like suits and they come together oh. and uh, sit down like politicians and talk about things. Mm. And their program was rather famous. Um, I think it was really famous actually is an extremely famous program from yeah. was from 2014 until the end of 2017 so actually this is where the German person Daniel Lindemann also became famous oh. with because he was in the first cast but they changed the mm. cast and also the people I think they even changed a bit the countries right I, I'm not sure about that in the later right, right. They, uh, they, seasons they adapted they also changed the, in the beginning it was mainly like European countries and that was oh. one criticism I think but then later they included more <laughs> different 
diverse. Uh, so it was supposed to be international, but really it was mainly Western states I think that's that were what represented. People more. criticize oh. about it. I mean, Philip was part of it, so maybe he knows better. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, that, that, especially like they are all male, male. So that was one mm, criticism. Yeah. Second one was that they are all like France, Italy, Germany, England. They, these are oh. all represented. Right, right, but right. then there's the one person from China and one person from <laughs> oh, yeah. So oh, Lord. <laughs> the, the balance is not really <laughs> not a good balance. But no, there was the uh, person from Africa, Ghana, right? Well, yeah, Ghana is also his uh, uh, Samuel Chidi. Yeah, yeah, he became quite he's a really famous. Um, I mean, yeah, as you said, there are many famous foreign like entertainers or TV personalities came out of the show, mm. like for example Samuel Chidi from Ghana, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Danny from, Lindemann, yeah, Germany, exactly. and uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah, right, the American person from yeah, yeah, he was at SNU right. as well, Tyler. And actually, before getting into the show, maybe I think I found the successor of the show in a really nice YouTube channel I recently discovered called Ham Osa uh, 354, which is made by three former members of the show, like the German, then the I think Indian and Italian member. Mm. Uh, this is a really nice YouTube channel. They they, they do a great content, but that's just a mm. side note here. <laughs> um, ah, <laughs> we'll yeah, I just recently discovered it. And I really love it. I'm kind of getting addicted to it. I'm getting back into my old fanatic Korean learning mode when I see it. Like again, I really like. Really yeah, like yeah. These, <laughs> actually, we have to mention maybe these uh, Korean these uh, foreigners all speak very fluent and good Korean, and that is also one of the appeals I think for the Korean population, oh. for the Korean audiences to watch them because mm. they are very happy to see people talking Korean <laughs> for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> but I think also the content is probably interesting to Korean audience because they introduce their country and, and their culture. And yeah, I th also have an, like an ambivalent opinion about about the show. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I enjoyed being part of the show. I was part of the show for just one time. Um, mm -hmm. I was so-called Iril Depio. So I just was there for like one show. I was, was a, a German representative for the show for one day. And I hey. talked about um, renewable energy. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that I wasn't like really... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. In Germany, we like and, uh, solar <laughs> and solar power. <laughs> That's when about was what that? I, what that I was also like twenty seventeen. That was twenty seventeen. Yeah, that was when we were preparing the second um, theater play. The people were really nice. I mean, the chakas, the um, how do you call it, the authors of the show, the were really writers, nice, and yeah, also the yeah. participant and the Korean. You call it an MC. What's MC in uh, moderators? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hosts. Yeah. Hosts. Yeah. Hosts. Yeah. Hosts. Yeah. Hosts. They were really nice. To me, I didn't like it as much as playing theater because you weren't as free mm, uh, doing it. Because heard, you, obviously actually. you have a you have a script, and apparently um, it's very much scripted, and it's not really their own opinion about this topic. But I mean, you can obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say it was my own thoughts, but mm. it, it wasn't like spontaneous. So I, I sat together with the um, authors, oh. and then we went through uh, maybe what what do I want to talk about, and so that so was, I, I was, was beforehand. Yeah, right, right. Mm. So I was free to talk about what I wanted, but we sat together and we thought, yeah, okay, you talk about this and that. And uh, I mean, I think that's realistically speaking, if you do TV, which is really expensive, yeah. because if it's getting out of hand, like <laughs> you <laughs> waste a huge amount of money, and then it's like, but it was yeah, not. Yeah. What are you talking about? Is it a live show, though? I think isn't it pre-recorded? It's pre-recorded. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's anyway. There are some cuts. There are some cuts. 
yeah, yeah. And yeah, now looking back on it, it was a good experience. I mean, the people were nice. Um, I didn't love it as much as playing theater, but I was extremely nervous when I went in there because we all wore suits and then we got makeup on and then yeah. I sat, sat on this set. As <laughs> that set. you knew from the set, TV yeah. show. Yeah. Right, that, 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 <laughs> that I knew from TV and then I was like, oh, what the hell am but, I doing? And it was your declared goal, no? You came to Korea yes, and you said, right. I want to be part of this TV show. I mean, how amazing is it that you, wow. you managed to do that? Right. I hope I did a good job <laughs> representing my country. I'm sure, I'm sure you did. Everyone's proud over here. So Maybe fun. we can like talk about how also people perceive the representative of Germany, like the first one, Daniel Lindemann. As right. this, he has this image of being this ideal German, I think, in a sense. And I don't know if they created it through the show or if it's like his real character. Or it's very... I mean, I've seen a, a short video. It was like a short documentary about a German that is famous in Korea. So my sister sent it to me, so I watched it. And there's something about him that I would say is stereotypically German. So the, the way he carries Already himself, yes. the way he, he talks. I personally would say, like, in whichever context I would meet him, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a proper German. Like, <laughs> if always when I'm abroad, I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm not so German and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, no, but that that's a very German person. Not not saying that that's, like, negative at all. No, it's not negative. No, um, not in a negative sense. I heard a presentation about this on a research conference, I think, for this program, Hanguk and Chomiti, I think, or one of the, the others where they travel to Germany all together and then there's another show like that where also Daniel Lindemann is the host and uh, introduces Germany to Korean audiences and to his friends from Pijong Sampaidam and then yeah the researcher criticized that how they like subtitled it and how they um, cut it it mm. made Daniel Lindemann look very even more stereotypically German so that's also a bit wanted from uh. the makers of the show apparently <laughs> I, mean, I mean it is a summit where people represent nations so right, like I right. think by definition it will have to be you know like stereotypical yeah, in a, in a sense. Sense. yeah I mean um, it was a time where I was really um, critical about it where I thought yeah that's not authentic we're not free enough to like, I don't know like express our authentic selves in the show but I think <laughs> yes, a part real. of that is also like I'm not sure I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I think it is a show Abnormal Summit is obviously a show where where you represent a country and also. you obviously you also sorry it's also for entertainment purposes I mean it's not right it's, it's entertainment purposes it's, it's supposed to be fun <laughs> right and obviously Daniel he I think he also plays a little bit with the stereotype like mm. he he knows that that what the stereotype is and he mm. actively uses it which is I mean which is just funny and that's actually something that's not like specific to Korea I mean comedians do it all the time they play with stereotypes and they they make themselves more like part of their group they belong Persona. to that they actually um, they, they feel like sometimes life. like they're like, yeah. right 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 they, they really emphasize their whiteness for example or something like that and, mm. and, and like uh, and he emphasized the Germanist by um, yeah, playing on this stereotype that Germans are not funny for example they're not yeah, fun yeah, they're exactly. too um, serious all the time and I think he, he does a really good job uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is no no <laughs> Sorry, come on. I think that's such a mean stereotype and it's not true I think I think we're very funny and I have to find <laughs> stereotype all the time in really the German thing to say but <laughs> mm, it's all German you know funny I'm like I'm so funny like can't even imagine how funny I am maybe we can connect yeah, I mean, this, um, uh, this part now to K-drama because oh. actually Daniel Lindemann played in a K-drama called 
called Muli Makyo. I don't know if you two, the two of you watched it. <laughs> he had I didn't side, watch it, yeah. Side role, I think. He, uh, was, a, was, he a, was a teacher, no? A teacher, <laughs> yeah, exactly. In this school for fighting and, and also some, is it martial arts school? I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm. I forgot. But he is a teacher there. And <laughs> I don't know. It was quite random, I think, that he appeared there. Oh. I, I, I wonder how you <laughs> see foreigners in, in K-drama in general. Let's, yeah, sure, sure. let's talk about foreigners in K-dramas. Like, I mean, we already <laughs> talked a little bit about in our episode on the ass, which yeah. uh, I will mention again in this episode for sure, because it's just hilarious. I also was asking myself what, what should the role of a foreign actor in the Korean TV, for example, Korean um, movie be? Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, it's, I think it's a hard question. I mean, what, what obviously is the case that foreigners in Korean TV shows or movies, they are specifically introduced as foreigners all the time, right? Mm. So, Isong Sang Hwedam, Abnormal Summit is a show about foreigners living in Korea. Then we have Hanguk and Chomiji, that's um, a program where foreigners get introduced to Korean culture. Then we have Taehan Wegugin, where it's even in the title of the show, where <laughs> there's like uh, this, um, Korean this I think there's a quiz show mm. where um, foreigners are uh, paired up with Koreans. And um, so that you have this focus on their foreignness. Mm. To, to some extent and I think this is not that much the case in the TV industry of other countries maybe in mm. Germany I mean mm. um, you don't have shows like that where like mm. foreigners come to right even if there are like foreign MCs in German TV maybe there, mm. there are some for example Woody Carell I think he's from the Netherlands actually but then he was just speaking well, that's, an, that's an old example <laughs> that's an old very old <laughs> okay <laughs> yes so how old are you but, <laughs> how old am I but there are a few singers or like other people who mm. are like originally from Italy or from other European <coughs> countries and they are just uh, introduced in German TV as mm. without their nationality. Yeah. Foreignness is always you strengthen also your own sense of identity whilst comparing it to the otherness, right? It's always the otherness, yeah. the, the outgroup versus the in-group. And so shows like this, they reaffirm Korean identity as uh, different, from also the, mm -hmm. like different mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. the others different from them. So mm. it's almost emphasizing that difference or like otherness this affirmation through foreigners with like foreigners speaking Korean who know a mm. lot about Korea come to Korea that is a thing that Koreans are very fond of mm. that is popular I'm not sure how much it is exclusive to Korea and the thing is like I talk about those things um, in a critical way at the same time I like all those things as well you know this, so oh, that's yeah, like a big ambivalence uh, no that's uh, fine that's that, okay that starts I mean, like, the, um, like the internal conflict or maybe also like <laughs> <laughs> we enjoyed what the errors but still criticize yeah. The yeah. <laughs> I think it's all complex and it's fine to love something and also just don't like you know criticize yeah, certain parts about it, part of it. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. but I think in, on YouTube you have this huge phenomenon which started I think 10 years ago with a reaction oh uh, yeah videos, reaction I channels <laughs> I watched those too. <laughs> and, um, and I think this is an extremely interesting phenomenon because I think partly logic that's behind that is really similar to what you just explained about um, like shows like Pizong Sang Hwedam. If you look at reaction videos, it's, it's often, it's really often it's like German reacts to K-pop or like um, American eats German snacks for the first time. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, or then it's get even more specified, like German high school boys react to Korean snacks uh, or, or, or something <laughs> like that, right? It, it gets special. specified and more specified. <laughs> But that's how this reaction culture works, right? <laughs> 
think the most random one I watched was like two Korean high school boys eating a German frozen pizza. The <laughs> Ristorante mozzarella pizza. And I was like, why? why? I mean, out of all German, like, you know, processed Food. foods and stuff you can get. And then you have obviously the most famous foreign YouTube channel in, in Korean, which is Yongung Namja. Yeah, yeah. And, Englishman um, in Korea. He, um, I mean, many mm. videos he does. I mean, most videos he does. He obviously is open about that. Um, is, is like this reaction um, content, right? Mm. He uh, introduces Korean culture to, um, to foreigners, ma mainly um, English people. Mm. And then he introduces English culture to uh, uh, Koreans. And I think one of the reasons why so many people like this content, including me, I, is that, yeah, something about um, seeing the reaction of the people in the video and then um, foreigners reacting in a positive way about Korean culture is like... Uh, it, Namja, um, as I can remember, I mean, I just watched a few videos, so it's not always that positive, though. <laughs> I mean, they eat these spicy noodles. No, and, that's right. That's right. And that's where... And uh, like, it's getting interesting, yeah. Kind of disgusting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> they interesting. They really criticize the food, but still it gets many clicks in Korea. So. Mm. <laughs> right, like so the, that, that's um, that's where you shouldn't see it as one-sided, right? Because also in Abnormal Summit, there were parts where are uh, highly critical about Korea. I mean, there are episodes where where um, they talk about the education system. I mean, the education system is one that most people uh, Koreans uh, don't like themselves, so I think it's easy to be to be critical about it. But criticism is also welcome, and I think this is a, um, also a nice part of it it's not just like seeing foreigners liking your own culture it can also be like I mean there's also some maybe that, some sincere interest <laughs> there, there mm. also yeah it's also it's may, maybe that but, uh, but I think there's also some sincere interest in like how, how other people think about the culture I mean that mm. might be also part of it even though I think the seeing the positive reaction I think is the biggest appeal maybe it also leads to some kind of inclusion of foreigners in Korea mm. that uh, Koreans acknowledge foreigners speaking Korean live in Korea for a long time know much about Korean culture so that even like normal foreigners like us who just came, came as, as exchange not uh, in the show business like Philip but uh, <laughs> with like uh, just on the streets that people would not react mm. surprised that we speak Korean but they already mm. kind of get used to it more through these TV shows and that could be a positive uh, point about it. I think it's not necessarily unique to Korea but I do think that Korea is not your typical um, immigration country right? Mm. It's quite homogenous in that way and like people mm. also I think Koreans themselves view Korea as very homogenous everyone is ethnically Korean everyone right. speaks Korean yeah, and yeah. if somebody doesn't look like that but speaks Korean then that is a surprise and that, that, that used to be it used to be more like that but it's it changing I exactly think. that that is changing now also through the increasing popularity of Korea uh, internationally so you have more people coming to Korea or like I don't know than marrying in Korea and living in Korea and like also having Korean partners or whatever but the other point I wanted to make is also I think it's interesting how culture is presented as something very fixed static mm. like these are the elements and they are defined as such and kind of also reaffirms then this as Korean culture despite culture being something that kind of is very fluid and lives true from yeah. the dialectic with other cultures and you know it's always in flux in a way but I think it's it's interesting how it's then perceived as something oh this is this culture and this is that culture and it's viewed as very distinct I don't know does that make sense <laughs> mm. I think that's also where my ambivalent opinion about about things like that come from because on the one hand i think i mean as a german who is like natural um, rejection of nationalistic structures of thinking and stuff like mm. that and obviously <laughs> those kinds of the anarchists <laughs> to each other <laughs> <laughs> those kind of 
contents like obviously works inside those uh, nationalist frameworks mm. so I, I thought like to myself well it's mainly negative about it and I thought yeah that's not how it should be that doesn't lead to like any kind of um, integration uh, maybe of, of foreigners in Korea but then again I mean what those kind of contents also do is marking like differences right first of all acknowledging this I mean like as an ultra anti-nationalist German <laughs> I may say that even this is too much <laughs> this is too much but then like practically speaking it maybe it's not that negative maybe it's it's um it has also like positive aspects about it that there, there are some differences and obviously when i'm in korea i'm not just like a person without a nationality who is just as everyone else like every korean walking around i'm just blending in it's obviously not like that mm. there obviously are differences mm. okay, mm. there are differences that maybe they're just in my mind or in everybody's mind but there mm. are differences but then you get reduced on this one keyword nationality like german right, so, right, and then right. all, everyone has some associations oh, with that <laughs> oh <we're> <laughs> yeah maybe even that right. probably many people would just think of white people as americans in oh. the first sight then yeah, you say yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, from germany then okay to get in and then they have the certain it's, image about it yeah. and probably it's the same in other countries too that it's you have true. to introduce yourself and your where you're from the thing is it, like about it's not the uh, whole identity i mean any identity like or any person has like several identity markers right one of which is nationality but it, it also yeah always depends on like how much importance you the other person kind of puts on which identity marker i mean i don't think it's it's like a bad thing necessarily to put people into certain stereotypical boxes because otherwise our brains would constantly be overwhelmed <laughs> we couldn't function <laughs> <laughs> too <laughs> complex uh, <laughs> okay, yeah because if you look at a person it's instantly you have already like certain some associations I, uh, associations mm. and ideas about class background um, gender gender uh, just to um, kind of have an idea of okay where does this person fit in my worldview hmm. right, right. if those differences are just artificially made up or if they're just based on prejudices that's obviously not good mm. but I think maybe it's a good starting point to actually actively agree on we are different and then maybe and then... Out. I, mean... I think it's almost like also a generational conflict in the left like about identity politics and identity politics being seen as a very Gen Z kind of thing that is um, more dividing than it is uh, kind of bringing people together and that it that's is... a class aspect that's kind of uh, and then, exactly and, and that there's this kind of victim hierarchy it's called the olympics of victimhood i think kind of saying okay the person with the worst um standing in society gets the most say on like what opinions to have and i o i often think it's it's kind of misunderstood in a way because obviously yeah. sometimes yeah. it is used as a to speech police certain people or like certain opinions or whatever but i do think it is important that identity politics and quotation marks as well as also like for that matter like green activism or anything is connected to a wider class struggle and struggle against entrenched capitalist uh, structures power structures because if it isn't can be anyone um, appropriating those right we can see that there's a lot of Nazis who are pro climate activism or vegans even they're vegan Nazis they're vegan gay Nazis like <laughs> right, right, right so no identity by itself or the identity struggle by itself means also a progressive Politics. being liberal yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's often taken and i mean that's also like then often criticized is that actually capitalism is amazing in appropriating like all these struggles and right. quotation marks where, where you can f you can have a controversy about whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but like for example feminism or like black lives matter like a lot of big corporations just like take it on and say oh yeah we're, we're in favor of Supporting. this we're in favor of that. <laughs> we're su 
put in here. We are allies here. We are and in solidarity. And then the queer flag or anything. Oh, on yeah, exactly. And it's like, mm. <laughs> and then you could you could argue, branded. yeah, and you could argue, oh, that's a that's a good thing, right? Uh, it's uh, acknowledging. But on the other hand, you can say, well, isn't that a bit hypocritical? And like, what's the point in everyone waving rainbow flags if like actual actually queer people are still part of these oppressive structures? Oh, like right, right, right. Personal. Perfectly summarized what I could not uh, express here, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think yeah, you're totally right. I mean, um, there's the, the, that's this leftist conflict, right? On the one hand, mm. um, like the symbolic uh, politics, identity politics. On the other, and then like more older, like uh, socialist views, even of the of the world, maybe. Um, I, I think they are not like contradicting each other necessarily i mean there i think there are also leftist politicians like in germany also who say, say like identity politics and like gender language and stuff like that uh, that's that's necessarily bad because we are not focusing on on real real problems in our society like, uh, like they talk uh, about zara wagentest i was just <laughs> oh, yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. of her. that's right and so i think what slava shizek in this context is saying that i i think at one point he says like this multiculturalist stand of we are all the same we we are all we can all be friends this this that's not a good way to approach like problems of Of, of mass immigration and stuff like this and uh, of, of uh, conflicts between uh, different ethnic groups but rather like a more how, how would you call it like um, an approach which would be um, that being we, aware we, of differences maybe are different at, at, at some, uh, to some extent we, we don't have to be best friends we don't have to understand each other to mm. the To the uh, to the utmost, um, but we still tolerate each other. So where where you actually do uh, actually acknowledge big differences mm. and uh, and from start from that point, and then maybe you can have some uh, some understanding. I'm I'm not necessarily agreeing uh, with that because it's maybe also like a really um, simple way to look at the uh, the many problems that arise from um, from all those um, conflicts. But I think this um, this actually acknowledging of differences and taking this as a starting point to mm. maybe come together that's maybe not that bad of a, a thought yeah at some degree i mean that that really like uh, reminds me of uh, intersectionality which is often also i think misunderstood or like intersectional feminism is this exactly this idea of that we all have very unique positions or like a very individual position within um, oppressive systems and everyone else like everyone has their own unique standing within this matrix and the important thing is not to say oh we're all equal in this or we're all equal in that but it's more like to kind of recognize your own positionality within these kind of systems of oppression and then kind of stand in and recognize the other persons as well and then kind of stand in solidarity with each other without you know obviously assuming that you know exactly what struggles the other person is mm, experiencing because obviously you cannot do that like nobody can ever do that nobody can even if it's like two white men they also like obviously have very different have experiences, different experiences. Uh, mm. because just the way you're brought up the struggles you've had the family traumas you're dealing with i mean right, everyone right. is completely different obviously from that right let's get back to <laughs> <laughs> bring <laughs> um, we should talk a little bit about more um, recent tv shows k-dramas uh, with yeah. foreigners yeah, right, maybe right, right. foreigners in k the airs is not the most recent example that we have probably it's not but i think it's one of the most funny ones <laughs> <laughs> but there have been others like Vincenzo for example maybe I oh. am the only one who watched it but this is uh, kind of set in Italy with the Italian I started mafia watching it. <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> it's also very stereotypical about 
Italian uh, espresso like food <laughs> <laughs> culture like that and mafia yeah and, and the mafia I mean like mm. <laughs> it's like the cliche well, 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 me, yeah. it is, it I is. never heard of the drama actually really it sounds, oh, okay um, it mm. has been kind of popular I think it's a recent drama okay. of this year it's about yeah. uh, Koreans in in, uh, in Italy or a Korean uh, orphan joins the Italian mafia and becomes a big wow. mafia uh, he boss. was adopted he was adopted, adopted. by a mafia boss uh, right? yeah he was adopted by them oh. and then he lets, later becomes a mafia boss himself and then but he has to return to Korea for some reason and then uh, mm. yeah. I should check it out sounds interesting I didn't know that there's like a um, Korean drama set in Italy that's a, it's not a, completely set no. in Italy but uh, some okay but they, they do they shoot the Italian scenes in Italy yeah they I think shot, so mm, they, they shot yeah. oh that's parts of it. I think that there's another drama which I also enjoyed a lot which Max hasn't watched yet it's also very it was very popular it's called Crash Landing on You and it's uh, about North Korea <sighs> Um, yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it plays in North Korea and it plays in Switzerland. And Switzerland is also always portrayed as this almost like this utopian place where everyone's like I don't know, super sophisticated and rich. I always feel like when they show Switzerland, they they have these. Mm. Um, Are there Swiss people appearing as well in the? Drama? No, or, no, no. It's <laughs> about Kim Jong Un. Ah. Uh? No. <laughs> Why Because is it in North Korea? So I thought like it's about Kim Jong Un. <laughs> no, Switzerland is the only place where the South Korean uh, female lead and the North Korean male lead can be together. Can meet. Because, oh, that makes mm, sense. Because it's neutral grounds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suspense. But mm. in Vincenzo, I think there are a few Italian actors actually involved, and they speak a little bit Italian in it. Mm. Uh, and Philip, you were mentioning another uh, drama the english title is so not worth it but uh, right what is the... right um there's also a rather recent drama i think it came out this year uh about three months ago mm. i actually auditioned for the show but it didn't <gasps> but that's a different oh, story <laughs> what a loss what a loss for them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You audition, how, tell me about the audition how was that I hated it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think no actor likes auditions because um, just rejection. just uh, like <laughs> taking a test and um, it's not nice. Mm. And yeah, I went in there. Also interesting, I, I met an old um, foreign friend mm. at the audition in the waiting room. So mm. the, there was also a nice story. Um, she's also like it's a different story. Doesn't matter. Um, Did she get in um, later? She, I think she she has a little role. She's a friend from uh, Thailand, and she's also part of this show, um, Han Wegogin. She's a mm. regular member on that. Mm. But I think she has a little part in it. And also my my German friend, her actress friend. I think she also has a, a small part in it in the flashback scene. Mm. I think she is uh, some oh. uh, mother over oh. her in the flashback scene. But I oh. haven't uh, watched the show until the end, so I'm not exactly sure when she comes when um, mm. her scene is. So this drama actually fe features a lot of um, yeah. foreign actors yeah. speaking in Korean most of the time. Right. So right. this drama is like about a foreign Kukje uh, international yeah. uh, dormitory in Korea in a Korean university. Mm. I think yeah, the, the worst university yeah. is called Tehan Tehan Wegukteki or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the foreigner university or what? <laughs> right, 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 right. Korean university. <laughs> and the thing is, I I mean, it has the, the aesthetics is really like flashy K-pop cutesy aesthetic. I just uh, watched when the trailer. I, it, it looked terrible. But I I've yeah, watched the first episode. <laughs> 
Mm. And the thing is, I kind of I auditioned for the show. Maybe that's why I didn't want to like it because I didn't get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I didn't get it. But 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 um, strangely, I kind of I mean, it's not my type of show personally. Uh -huh. But I I really, as a foreigner who who has been living in Korea for some time and 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 likes to uh, at the live university in, in Seoul and mm. lived in the right 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 in Korea for some, I really understand the appeal. And mm. it also kind of worked for me. So, so maybe uh, when you talk about the the uh, contents of of the show, it's like this international dormitory, and they're all almost all foreigners. There are also some kind of Korean cast in it, Korean, but most of them are foreigners American who speak Korean. Korean, right, right, right. And they also are again getting introduced, especially as like uh, foreigners. There's one um, Swedish person, I think American from Thailand. I mean, I mean it's <laughs> oh. a typical sitcom, and they also uh. have like typical character traits. Was this production also Netflix production? Right. That's uh, I think it's a Netflix. Yeah. Production, yes, yeah. yes. and and that's also the, uh, just one thing. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest appeals of the show is obviously like um, at one point it felt it felt like a Korean exchange program a promotion show because oh. I mean it starts and the first thing is like the first scene of the show is like a clip of a K-pop girl group dance video. Yeah, and then they zoom into the dormitory and everyone is like walking around with the phones and then uh, you see like there pops up a screen and you see what they're doing on the screen and yeah. some some people they're just checking with Korean friends and stuff like that and it feels like really like they wanted to capture what foreigners want to see uh, or what foreigners Korea, would, would want, want to Korea see. to be when they come there through their image that they got from Korea through like K-pop videos or K-drama. Uh, uh, oh, maybe it was really targeted then for foreign audiences to <laughs> visit it Korea. Must, it must have been. It must <laughs> maybe have been, it was no? supported by the tourism ministry for tourism or something. <laughs> <We should laughs> and, look um, into how do you actually get on an audition for, for example, yeah. like a, a drama like this? Because there have been also like around Squid Game, I think, but also like other dramas, always people, especially um, in English native speakers they always kind of comment and say oh my god especially the American or like English speaking actors are like they're not very good or like especially in comparison to the Korean cast and yeah I was wondering what your perspective is on that like do, do you mm. know like how are these people cast um, or yeah are they professional actors are they more kind of amateur actors or do you think it's it's something to do with the direction so like the, the actual yeah. lead director um, I can imagine there's, there's also like a change over the years though like just to add this point because there have been a few productions in the past in the 2010s and before where some foreigners appear who are really terrible with like the acting but maybe it got a little better over the years no i'm, I'm not sure that's a trend I'm not sure. that i could Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, as for me, I was I got to know that there's uh, some some kind of casting like that through a through a friend, another German acting friend, mm -hmm. and she has um here she just has um a casting a an agent. Oh, who, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so she did it in a really traditional way, but she obviously is also a really rare case of actually a professional foreign actress working in Korea. I mean, mm. I think there are not many of those. Yeah, in, uh, living in Korea right now. Yeah, most of them are either foreign actors. I think most actors who appear in Korean dramas or Korean movies, rather, mm. I think they're either just foreign actors living in in America or another foreign country who just like speak in English in the movie, maybe. Yeah, or um, they're like maybe amateurs who just live in Korea at the time. Who and just live in quiet. Korea and then they <laughs> shoot a really short scene and then it's. Just we need someone who speaks yeah. English for like a small. Right, I, I guess mm. so. Yeah, but as for Squid Game, so there's this Indian actor.
director, right? Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very, he, he's very popular. And uh, I know him personally, so I was really uh, surprised when he, when he went through the roof like that. <laughs> you know him personally? Uh, That's amazing. Where, where did you so meet him? So congratulations again to him. <laughs> no if he hears the podcast, greetings. <laughs> maybe maybe his podcast. You can you can make a shout out on Instagram, and then you're getting famous also. <laughs> yeah, I got to know him through my German acting friend. Mm. So there are not that many acting foreigners in in Korea, obviously. So they, um, I think they know each other. And I think he's also a professional actor who does a lot of uh, theater. And he, I think he, I guess he got cast in a very um, traditional way. And if you look at the role he plays, that he he plays a um, Pakistani guest worker, right? So yeah. as for this uh, 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 drama, I think they did not just want like a so-called. Uh, they just wanted a, a foreigner for for some or another reason. There was a specific reason they needed a foreign actor because mm. of the uh, actually the the story they wanted to tell because yeah. obviously the people who um who take part in the squid game are people who are in debt who are poor people yeah and uh, yeah obviously it doesn't make sense to take a person like me like a, a white german foreigner who who hasn't even that much chance in korea to make a lot of debt and then be like in a in oh. a situation <laughs> where i have to fight for my life to get yeah. out yeah yeah, yeah. All, uh, right, uh, right. it's far more realistically to take a to have a guest worker who mm. um who has extremely big problems um financial problems i i like i like the i like the backstory i think there's not much talk about korean guest workers in korean films oh. until now i think that's yeah. Yeah. So he also played a korean guest kukje shizang he was in kukje shizang oh i remember but that i'm not scene. sure if he plays yeah. uh, what's kukje shizang in english again like um it's uh there's a very different ode to my father as to tell oh. ode to my different. father yeah he played but the real uh, translation would be international market or no. i think in this case it doesn't feel forced that there's a foreign actor i think it makes sense and uh, mm. i think yeah he he's not like an amateur who doesn't know what to do at all i think um he does a great job and um what i wanted to say also is that what is interesting is that they obviously talk about their background about his background a little bit in the show they yeah. show his family his, yeah. his um family and his uh, his um baby yeah and then they show the a little bit of the um working conditions at the factory yeah. that he lost two fingers also so they have this they put an emphasis on the national identity in the one hand yeah but then when it gets into the games mm. they actually don't talk about it that much yeah. so then he just becomes like one of the survivors yeah and i kind of like this yeah because it's it does it, it does both it does put an emphasis on identity but it's not like oh, look at you you're pakistani well, what would what would pakistanians do at this situation like yeah, it's yeah. not like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell me about pakistani wisdom mm. that we can uh, that we can um, come game. through this challenge yeah. it's not like does he speak uh, that much well. does he speak mostly in korean and uh, mm. he just well. yeah he speaks in korean just yeah. only korean. and i think the class the class issue is here even more bigger because He's like um he's like really marginalized in like even his ethnicity but also from his like social standing yeah right and, and he's really thankful for issues, example when, all that yeah kind of and he's really thankful when one of the Korean characters gives him money and he's really like um he shows much humility which makes like sense from the um from the class point of view mm. and I liked it I mean I just watched three um four episodes until now mm. I don't know what happens in the future but uh, in this case I kind of liked because Aww. it's obviously a foreign actor who plays a foreign character but it's not all about like his foreignness that's like that not the, the main yeah. it's, it's kind of part of his backstory but uh, which makes sense but it's not like the the main right um so thank you very much for <laughs> sorry i need to go off rowing now <laughs> need to get to the oh, boat. Closing, to get to the boat remarks <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah so thank you very much for your time and like uh, coming onto our show like i really enjoyed it i learned a lot and now i ho have hopes that i may also become a famous actress 
in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to work try. on my Korean. <laughs> right. I can give Study you a Study 10 hours a day. Want, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Oh my god, this is already the end of our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If so, please leave us a comment or write us on Facebook or Twitter or via our email address kdramafilter at gmail.com. We are always happy to hear from our listeners. So from you, basically. Um, be it suggestions of dramas to review or critique of course, um, praise or just wanting to say hello and have a chat about the latest goss that's going on in K-drama world. We always, always appreciate your time and opinions. Now go back to watching your dramas, stay critical as always, and we cannot wait to see you for our next episode. Goodbye. Annyeong.